welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am going to try to keep this one pretty brief and to the point. But I was thinking to myself, what's something that a little, it's like, think of it like a little, a little Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or holiday offering, a little gift, just a little gift. I was like, what's a little gift, a little offering, a little, a little something, something that might be helpful to my listeners uh, that they can apply into their life today, like right now. And um, I was thinking about some very simple to me, what I would call spiritual practices, like a little something to boom, snap us back into (laughs) the present moment when we get all crazy and up in our head and on that, on that uh, victim loop, uh, the itty bitty shitty committee running the show when you're all up and you stinking thinking. Okay. (laughs) So this month, this month in the nest, The Nest, as you guys know, is my spiritual membership and community. It's amazing. And P.S. I'm going to be doing a little fast, a little quick doors open, like a 48 hour, like doors open for folks in January. So if you're not on the waiting list for that sucker, I always say, if you listen to this show and you love what I talk about, you like hanging out, spending a little time with me, the things that we discuss uh, in our time together, uh, why don't you come join the nest, man? So it's karenkenny.com slash nest. Uh, and people on the waiting list are the first to know and to find out and um, get that clickable link to come join us. Okay. And we're back. I think I'm going to call today time traveling, time traveling. Let's dive into what I mean about this, how it causes suffering and what's a quick little uh, fix that I can share with you guys to maybe help you. So when I think about time traveling and this started to come into my, um, you know, more and more into my thought because I was just, you know, a couple of months ago or whatever, however many time is like, I've lost all sense of time and space. I don't know, weeks ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago, I was invited into um, this little online summit to talk about anxiety and all the other people who were in that, I think there were five other women. They're all anxiety coaches specifically. Um, That is not necessarily my area of expertise, meaning I wouldn't hang a shingle saying I'm an anxiety expert or coach, but I do know quite a bit about it. Um, And so I started thinking about what actually causes people to start to feel anxious, unsettled, nervous, worrisome, like all these things and really move like in a state of fear as opposed uh, to being in their natural state, uh, which is, which is peace and love and happiness, right. And calm and ease, right. The state, which I believe the divine, the creator source, the love that is that we are an extension of 
uh, had in mind for us <laughs> as we were created to be. So when we leave that space, um, what, what is kind of going on? And I'm like, well, a lot of times all that's actually shifted or happened was we made, we made a move. We traveled in our mind out of the present moment, either into the past or into the future. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, I'm going to, this is something I can share with people that I think will be wicked easy to kind of wrap your mind around to identify and then say, okay, well, what do I do? So I think about time traveling like this. So oftentimes when people, so in this work as a spiritual mentor or, you know, working with clients one-to-one or, or, or talking to, um, you know, people in the nest or whatever, one of the things that I realize is that you know, when people start to tell me their stories slash their beliefs slash their interpretations, right, of what they think has happened that is causing their suffering or this particular set of circumstances or a situation that they're unhappy about or whatever, um, I realize it's like, oh, so a lot of the interpretations that they're making about what is happening is actually coming through the lens through the perception of their past experiences from their history. It's almost never coming from actually what is just the very present moment. So, you know, I've done this, I've been doing this long enough now, uh, this work, uh, and, and also through observing my own mind, my own insanity, right? How, like how my own ego mind uh, tries to work. Uh, through me observe, observing myself, right? First and foremost, my small self, not my capital S, you know, the divine self that's a little bit smarter than my ego self. <laughs> so just by observing that very human, right? Like that very human part of me. And then also from talking to my other brothers and sisters around the world who are also, they also have the same affliction of, of this, this, this humanness, right? Um, is that, and I mean that jokingly, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, one of the things that I realized is that when we often talk about the past, right? So just imagine this, if I'm just sitting here in my office, right? Having a good day, I'm going about my business, I'm doing a little writing, working on the book, like Binky's over here, life is good, my sweetie and the kids are downstairs, right? everything's good. But then I let my mind time travel either into the past about something that maybe was upsetting or um, was a tragedy or was um, a relationship, like whatever. There, there are a million ways to fucking disturb your own mind. Okay. Let me just say that. <laughs> right. So, but when we often go into the past, what we're experiencing are things like um, regret or shame um, or blame or uh, guilt, right? All of those kind of fear-based, um, yeah, those fear-based kind of, those fear-driven compulsions of the mind to ruminate on how we're not good enough, how we blew it, how we sucked, how somebody else sucked, how the whole thing sucked, right? The experience sucked, like the whole thing. So we go into the past a lot of times and it creates like, like fear. It's like not soothing at all. The other thing that the ego mind loves to do is to time travel in the other direction, right? Again, and this is where a lot of the anxiety comes from. This is, again, like this is what came up when I was thinking about this for that summit I was in. So we love to time travel into the past. 
and we ruminate and it's not all bad, right? Sometimes we think back on happy memories and that's all, that's all fine and good too. But a lot of our looking back and a lot of our present uh, interpretations involve the past and they kind of, um, so when you're not thinking, right, when you're, when you're thinking about the past, you are not currently present. Your body hasn't actually gone anywhere, but it's like you got on a space shuttle, a little spaceship in your mind and you like, or you wouldn't, it's like basically a time traveling machine in your noggin and you like just take off, right? And you dial, you dial the dial back to like, uh, you know, 8, 840 BC. <laughs> All right, and then the other thing that we tend to do is we time travel into the future. And this is where a lot of the anxiety feelings come from. This is when we're anxious. This is when we fret. This is when we worry. This is when we project, right? We go out, we like project what we think is going to happen. Why? And so often in the future, now I'm not talking about when we daydream or when we um, visualize, because those are usually positive things. I'm just talking how sometimes we use the mind as a time traveling machine and we project into the future and the future could be 30 seconds from now, five hours from now, five weeks, five years, whatever. And we just, you know, we start to write these stories about how it's not going to work out that way. You're never going to have enough money to do this. You're never going to lose enough weight. You're never going to find a partner. You're always going to be alone. You're going to get, you know, whatever the thousand again, the thousand and one ways, million and one ways, I should say, that the mind can try and suck the joy. <laughs> the ego mind, right? The ego mind, you guys, it is so hellbent. It is so hellbent on like keeping you stuck in the illusion that you are separate from your source, that you are separate from God, that you are separate from love, and that you are separate from the love of each other, right? And it loves to create this massive experience of uh, judgment and fear and scarcity and lack and sickness and like fill in the blank, right? All, all the stuff. And again, when we do that though, your body might be right here. Like never leave this zip code, never leave this seat, but you have traveled, you have time traveled, like on this, this, you know, uh, made up machine in your head. And you use the power of your mind to miscreate A Course in Miracles says, right? When we start doing that, when we start making stories about this awfulness that's going to happen, we're using the power of our mind to miscreate. Problem is, is that we believe our miscreations. We give it a lot of power. And so the reality of it is, is that the only place where healing is actually taking place is in the here and now. That is the seat of love. That's the home of love, like right here, right now. That's when, when we're not time traveling in either direction, when we're not going into the past into regret and shame and blame and fear, 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 and we're not projecting into the future, right? Setting the dial for like, you know, 2050 or, you know, whatever the deal is, right? And it's like, when we do that, that's also fear. Because again, that's when, when the mind starts to get amped up about not good enough. What if I don't have what I need? The resources, the finances, the whatever, the wisdom, the knowledge, the content, like whatever it is that we think we're lacking. And we kind of project it out there. And that's also a fear state. And the only place that healing is happening is right here, right now. Where is love? Right here, right now. And so, you know, we have to 
here's what I find really helpful. Here's the nugget that I want to leave with you guys. We have to be aware that we are the ones that are time traveling, that all we are having simply is thoughts. We're just having thoughts. Our thoughts are not real. They're just thoughts. When you get though, that in your mind, there's this little decision maker and the little decision maker is going to decide, do I want to stay? Do I want to stay with this plot line of suffering and, and these stories that I'm writing about suffering and anxiety and all this trauma and drama? And I do not use those words lightly. Do we want to stay stuck in that realm with this quality of thoughts that I am miscreating, using my mind to miscreate with. Because what happens is when you have those thoughts, right, your body starts to experience the quality of those thoughts. You ever just be sitting there minding your business and then all of a sudden you have a thought about, I don't know, I'll make some shit up, like a bill that's due or a conversation that you have to have or going to see your family at the holidays or like whatever the thing is. And you're, 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 physiological body will start to react to your psychology. So your mouth might start to get dry, your throat might tighten, your, your, your chest might tighten, your gut might clench, your sphincter, right? Like you might feel your body starting to get tense or scared or unsure, or your heart starts beating a little faster. You start to sweat, you get a little like shiny on your upper lip and you're like, oh my God. And for some people it's so bad. It's like, I feel like I'm going to throw up or I got to run to the bathroom. All right. So the body is so often responding to what the mind is churning in yoga. It's called chitta mind stuff, mind stuff, thought fluctuations. And so there's a line in the yoga sutras that says yoga chitta spritti narodaha. Yoga is the stilling of the thought fluctuations of the mind. That's why we really ultimately practice yoga. I mean, so often it gets stopped at the postures, right? People are like, oh, yoga, asana is postures, physical, right? It's like, no, all that, there's a reason why there's that movement of the body to prepare the body to be able to sit still comfortably for the deeper spiritual practices, for the concentration, for the going within, the withdrawing of the senses, for the meditation, right? For that awareness of the oneness with the divine, with God, with source, right? One, that one, the one, non-dual. And so, so often the mind is like, like chatter, 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 like screeching little monkeys, or they call it like monkey mind, right? It's like the thoughts just swing from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And it's exhausting and it can be frightening and it can be a joy sucker. So what I'm trying to say to you is when we recognize that that time traveling that is happening right in our head, nothing's actually really changed. I'm still sitting here at my desk, but if I let my mind journey, and I've used the example before, thinking about my mother and thinking about her last moments on earth and how just awful and terrifying and brutal, like violent. Like when I, when I let my, my mind, if I let my mind simmer, if I, if I set the stove <laughs> on simmer and that's the soup I'm making, that's like poison, 
right? If I can bring myself back into the present moment and remind myself she's no longer suffering, she's no longer encumbered by a body, she's returned home to her natural state, she is nothing but the love and the light and the spirit that she actually always was, right? So when I allow my mind to get off, like to come back from that time travel, and when I don't then project into the future, like, oh, awful things are going to happen to me or like da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Because the ego will take the history that you've had and it will try to imprint onto the future, time travel in that way. And the only place we actually ever get any peace, any true clarity and awareness of, of observation and noticing is right here right now. So when we start to like let our minds wander, we have to have a way to like stop and like recognize like, oh my God, I'm doing the thing again. We have to recognize that I am not my thoughts. My thoughts are not real. My thoughts are illusions. They are often me time traveling, right? Going back and, and reliving these often. Again, I'm not, I'm, I understand the mind also can use those things powerfully to create in love, right? To remember the, all the love that was shared, to think about the way that your work or your creativity or your book or your babies or whatever it is that you're doing. We can use the mind in very powerful ways to build up or to destroy, to distract or to be very effective because we're right here right now. So what I'm trying to say is when you get that you are the thinker of your thoughts, that you, you cannot always control. Here's the thing I always say, people are like, so am I supposed to learn how to control my thoughts? And I'm like, no, because the thoughts are just going to come. What you can control is what you choose to do about the thoughts that you're thinking, which most of the time I would say probably do nothing <laughs> because most of the time it's the ego as A Course in Miracles says, the ego speaks first and loudest. And I often add, you've heard me say it before, and it's wrong. So we don't wanna be following that, following that first compulsion, right? So number one is we have to recognize, okay, I am time traveling. I don't wanna do this anymore. I need to stop it. So one of the things that I often share with people in the nest, and I've been sharing it with people for years and years and years in the, uh, it, you know, as a spiritual mentor, um, it's this incredibly funny video uh, with Bob Newhart, and he's playing a psychologist. And I'm not going to give it away because it's too good. It is so friggin' funny. But he basically like, you know, he, he's a wicked cheap therapist. He only charges like $5. He doesn't make change. He takes cash. Like it's hysterical. And so, but basically the, the advice he gives to everybody is stop it. <laughs> and so people in the nest know, I say it all the time. I say version, I say, stop it. I say, knock it off. Right. Oh my God. And so it makes me laugh all the time. In fact, I actually had somebody in the nest who once said to me, and I did it. She said, can you please leave me a voicemail? Can you call my phone or can you record a voice message for me of you just saying, stop it? And I was like, it was so funny. And I did it for her. So when she would find herself acting like cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? Um, and getting caught up in believing all of the time traveling thoughts that she was having when she was being held hostage from her own mind. And this is one of the, the reasons that the nest exists because I understand how hot it is, right? 
sometimes to like, I always talk about, it's like freedom from the tyranny of yourself. It is like so much of the work that we're doing in the nest is about helping people to get free from the tyranny of their own mind, to get free of their past conditioning and to get free of the, basically the patterns. And this is what stop it is. It's a pattern interrupt. And it's so friggin' funny. So number one, so when you notice that you're time traveling, we try to bring ourselves back to the present moment and stop it is so powerful. Like stop it, KK, stop it, Karen, stop it, Susie, stop it, John, or whoever, whoever you are, whatever you call yourself, you don't do it in it like a judgmental way. It's not stop it and then take five minutes judging yourself for like, I can't believe I'm doing this again. It's a very straight, clear, like straightforward, stop it. And then here's two simple questions that I pose to people. We talk about this in the nest, okay? Once you recognize you have time traveled, right? Right, we call it, you know, when you've taken a detour into fear, once you start to come back, will you recognize? And how do you usually know that you have? Because you will not be at peace. You will not feel um, centered or grounded or loving or present, right? You might feel agitated. You might feel scared. You might feel anxious. You might have like worry. Your mind's moving very fast. Your body, like your body is a very good communication device in this case. So if you find that you're like pacing or staying wicked busy or in a lot of comparing, like look, you know, when you've left your right mind, <laughs> sometimes, too, sometimes, unfortunately, you've driven five miles, you've time traveled a little bit farther than you wish you had. But when you start to like, right, stop it. As soon as you catch it, like you got to watch your mind like a hawk, as soon as you catch it, stop it. And then these are the questions I say to people to ask, they're wicked easy. So I say, this thought that I'm having, right? It's a two-part thing, right? It, or there's like, I'll explain. So listen, the thought that I'm having, do I want to think this? <laughs> right? So I'll just make up something. Let's say that um, there's a project that um, I've been assigned to do or that I've taken on or something that I'm creating, like whatever it is. And all of a sudden, I sit down to do it. I'm at my desk. I got my pens and my highlighters, whatever. I'm all excited. I got the paper, like, let's go. And I sit down and all of a sudden I time travel and I have this insane thought where I project into the future. And it could just be five, 10 minutes. I'm not saying I'm, I'm like, you know, writing a five-year script. It could just be this little thing where I think, what if I can't do this? What if I'm not up to the task? What if this is going to be too hard for me? What if I'm not smart enough, right? Whatever. And it's like, as soon as I recognize that I'm having this thought, I, I get to assess, is this helpful? <laughs> is this thought that I'm having right now actually helpful? And if it's not helpful, I can say to myself, do I want to think this? Remember, you are the thinker of your thoughts. Your thoughts are just mind stuff. They're just chatter. It is noise. It's like static from the ego, constantly trying to keep you distracted and out of a state of perfect oneness, out of the state of the awareness of love's presence. It will fucking do whatever it needs to do usually, right? And this is why we have daily spiritual practices. This is why 
there's an episode that's coming up or maybe it was, I don't, I, I don't know when this one's going to air, but pay attention to the episode that's either happened or it'll go back and listen to it or one that's coming. That's called our need for mind training, our need for mind training, because it's exactly for this, because if we don't have the capacity to slow down enough to recognize like, shit, I'm time traveling, right? So we gathered some tools. This is what daily spirit DSP is. I call them in the nest, right? excuse me, this is what daily spiritual practices are. They help us to discipline our mind and train our mind in such a way that we can stop and recognize, oh, I'm doing the thing again. I'm having the thought again. Okay. So we have a pattern interrupt. Stop it. Knock it off. Just imagine, knock it off, right? Not judging ourselves, just literally stopping the mind, like eh, putting on the brakes of the time ship, right? We're in the present moment. And we ask ourselves, do I want to think this? Is this helpful? If the answer is no, this is the second question. What do I want to think instead? What is something helpful that I can actually think? So let's go back to that example. I've sit down, I'm about to create something or do something. I have a project, I'm writing a book, whatever the thing is. And I think, well, what if I can't do this? What if I'm not smart enough? What if da, 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 right? What do I want to, do I want to keep that thought? No. What do I want to think instead? Well, in the past, I've always been able to figure shit out. I might not be book smart, but I'm pretty street smart. And I know myself and I know that I can. I go looking for proof that I'm capable. I'm just making these up on the fly, right? I just want you to have a sense of how we can take a thought that wasn't very helpful and we can actually choose a thought that is helpful. So when I've time traveled to the outer galaxies, right, of regret and fear, and I've time traveled out to fear of anxious and worry in the future, if I'm in the past or if I'm in the future, I'm projecting, I get to come back to home base. I come back to the mothership. And sometimes you can do this very physically, like ground yourself in your body, one hand on your belly, one hand on your heart, sometimes put one on the top of your head, sometimes on your forehead, wherever, whatever, ground yourself, hold your own body, come back to the now, be very present. Okay. So we notice we're time traveling, pattern interrupts, stop it, knock it off. And then we say, do I want to think this, right? And if, if it's like, no, because it's not helpful. Then we say, what do I want to think instead? What is a helpful thought that I can replace it with? We don't waste any time judging ourselves, beating ourselves up, getting into like deeper shit by trying to make ourselves feel bad because I can't believe I'm doing this again. That is not helpful. As long as you are alive and breathing and you have a brain and you have a consciousness, right? <laughs> right. There's probably going to be some ego patterns that are playing out that are coming up for healing. And if you just spend your time hating on yourself, you can't heal something you hate. P.S. <laughs> so the thing is, is like, we got to shine the light of love on that thing. We recognize, do I want to think this? Nope. What's something else I can think instead that is actually helpful. And you guys, that's it. Easy peasy. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful in some way. I hope you use it. Here's the whole thing. Knowledge, wisdom, information, processes, systems, strategies, all this shit. The, it's, it's great on paper. But the only way that it actually helps 
or changes anything or that we have a personal and spiritual transformation as if we actually practice it and apply it and put it to work in our lives. This is not a podcast where I encourage just listening. This is about listen and then, you know, integrate and then implement. Let's take some action. This is how things change. And you guys, I'm going to say it again. If this is stuff that you find helpful, right? This is just a taste, just a little, little sip of what we do in the nest. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and do like a 20 minute infomercial, but I am going to tell you that I see the power and the results and the transformation that goes on in the people who decide to take that leap of faith and join us. Because one thing that I do know is this time traveling that happens all the time, it's really helpful that when you come back to the present moment, that you know that there is a community of people. There are other people who are also doing this work, who can totally relate, who get you, who aren't judging you, who are cheerleading you, who are supporting you. And then you're also getting right the, the, you know, how do I say this? You're also getting my coaching, my mentoring. Uh, my thoughts and reflections about like what's going on. It's a really incredible um, group of people. And I'm really proud. I'm really proud to be, you know, um, call it the leader, the host, the creator, whatever. I always say like, I, I'm just here to create the container. And it's kind of like how, you know, when we were little kids and Mr. Rogers neighborhood, remember the neighborhood? Remember when we would tune in, like we would set the dial on the TV and we would hear Mr. Rogers reflecting all that love back to us. He just saw us completely and he never let us forget our divinity. He never let us forget our innocence and our perfection. And, you know, he really helped us to navigate some big and scary things in the world. And that's why I always say the nest is like the neighborhood for adults. <laughs> So you got, I mean, there's not puppets and stuff, although that could be fun. But so you guys, uh, it's karenkenny.com slash nest. I'd love to have you come join us, uh, get on the waiting list. So when the doors open in January real quick, uh, it will be amazing uh, to have you join us. And okay, so I lo always love hearing from you guys. If this was helpful, please share it with somebody. If you share it on social media, tag me so I can see it, so I can say thank you. Um, sometimes people will write to me and say, I've been sharing your show for like the past two years. And I'm always like, I wish I knew I could have said thank you, you know? So I appreciate it so much. Um, as we're moving towards the holidays, as we're moving, I mean, some holidays have already been happening. Hanukkah, you know, has just, is ending actually today on the day that I'm recording this. Um, and there's also, um, you know, Kwanzaa, and then there's uh, Christmas coming up. There's so many things that are coming up. Lots of opportunities, lots of opportunities to practice, right? This is the, one of the most incredible things about families is we get to bump up against all of our own past conditioning and patterns and the roles that we play and all that stuff. And we do plenty of time traveling when we're with our families and before we're about to go see our families and after we spend time with our families. So lots of opportunities to keep coming back into the present moment, which is where healing happens, which is where the love is. Um, and you guys, 
Uh, again, I hope this was helpful in some way. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you so much for listening to the show. We're coming up on episode 150 soon. It's like just crazy. Uh, I'm, I've just been having a blast getting to do it. So thank you for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. Uh, as I always say at the end, and I say it every week because I mean it, wherever you go, may you leave yourself, the people, the place, the animals, and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>